I would like to greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Anna Joan Peacock, and I just want to say a big thank you to you, Rachel, for getting me on the program to share my story today. Um, I hope that it will touch the life of somebody out there and that it will maybe transform um, and even help somebody to get out of a situation that um, they couldn't previously get out of. I am a teacher. I am a, I've been a worship leader for a long time. Um, currently not involved um, in worship. Um, until, yeah, we, we hear some further news. I am a recording artist. I am a songwriter. And um, some of my songs are playing on Radio CCFM, Radio Awakening, and Cape Pulpit. And it's also available on all digital platforms. So have a listen and be blessed. I'm going to go straight into my story for the sake of time and wanting to share as much as possible. So I'm an only child. I never knew my father. I was raised by my mom in a home with uncles and, and cousins and my life was never devoid of, of wanting to seek for and look for my father. Um, my mom raised me. My mom was a great woman of faith. She was a prayer warrior. She was an intercessor. And um, she had an immense love for God. And she instilled that into me from a young age. Um, because of how real I saw God was in her life and how he provided for her, I came to love God and my desire was to serve him. And everything that I needed, I never lacked for anything. Any, everything that I needed, my mommy taught me to pray for. And um, I just saw how God provided and there was never an occasion that I can remember where God didn't provide for me. So, my, when I was a baby, I almost died and my mom then, like Hannah, dedicated Samuel to the Lord and brought him up in the in the temple, um, took him to the temple and he lived there. My mom made a bargain kind of like with God, you know, and promised him that if he saved my life, that she would dedicate me to his service and his work. Be that as it may, um, definitely it was a good thing but it turned a bit bad in that she then became too overprotective of me. And obviously any parent would just want the best for their child. So she was a bit too overprotective and I was very stifled um, in my relationship with my mom. Yes, we had many amazing moments and uh, lots of laughter. But the thing that stood out uppermost to me was that there was a lot of arguments and, and stress and um, my mom did everything for me when I went on camp she packed my bags um, I wasn't spoiled in a bad way I was spoiled in a good way but um, 
but yeah she she did that for me and i knew that she loved me she never said that she loved me but she showed me in many ways that she loved me but the arguments and that overshadowed that that love and my mom was never a sickly person my mommy became ill all of a sudden at the age of 58 and she um her kidneys failed um, it was quite a shock, one that I took about five five years to get over. I also had to get closure when my mom died. I actually didn't know how I felt about my mom. That may sound very bad, but, but that was the truth. I actually asked myself the question, did I love my mommy? And that sounds terrible, but it, it, it was so real to me at that time that I didn't actually know because of the intensity of the kind of... of of um, arguments we had like all of most of the time not all of the time but most of the time and I had to deal with a lot of feelings and emotions for a couple of years until at the camp that our church had I belonged to the Baptist church until at the camp um, I got final release obviously my mommy brought me up very strict I wasn't allowed to have boyfriends I um, was very innocent. I didn't know the ways of the world. I was very sheltered. Um, and she only wanted the best for me. So when I met my my boyfriend, who turned into my husband, I met him via the YMCA organization, Young Men's Christ Christian Association. I was a founder member and we did community work. Um, after school classes and in youth programs with him as well and um, he came and he visited and I think after a couple of months yeah and we met and um, yeah we got kind of entangled and yeah my mom didn't know about it but when she heard about it via my aunt she wasn't very pleased she never actually got to meet him but because it was my first encounter with somebody of, of the opposite sex, obviously, you know, the intensity of the emotions and things that happens between um, a guy and a, and, a, and a girl. And that just um, bound us closer together, you know. And um, in spite of the misgivings, we went ahead. And um, my mom, <coughs> sorry, passed away. Um, like I said, from the sudden illness. And then my stepfather um, was still in the picture. My mom got married um, later in her years and I had a, a wonderful stepdad and a um, very gentle soul. And from the offset of our relationship, my relationship with my, my boyfriend that time, we also had, we had a toxic, toxic relationship. He was um, possessive, he was jealous. Um, and I wasn't used to that. So I wanted to break up with him a couple of times. But being the Christian that I was and wanting to take things to God all the time, I asked God if this wasn't what I had to go into, that he would close the door. And because he never closed the door um, in the way maybe that I expected him to, we went, went ahead with the marriage. So when we got he asked my, my stepdad for my hand in marriage, and my dad said yes, and we went ahead and we had lots of support. I had lots of support of friends who just rallied around and made sure everything worked out. Um, going into the marriage though, oh my word, um, he started to, to take over completely, take over my life. 
um, you know, I, I'm a very giving person. I used to give to my family, to my friends. Um, he used to find excuses as to why I couldn't give to people. He would, he would, he would make the reason seem to be like he's looking out for my own good. Uh, maybe in his mind he was, but to me at that time it just didn't make sense. Um, I was a very strong, independent woman before I met him. When my mom died, I kind of took over the chores, the bills, paid the bills. I had my own car. My mom sacrificed to put me through college. I'm a teacher and um, I had a car, so I was on the road. Most of the time I was involved in church activities, um, outreach programs. I was very, very busy and you could, you would hardly get me at home. I had a singing group as well that I started called Variation and we did gigs, um, you know, all the time. We traveled a lot, even the YMCA organization, we traveled to, to other um, to other places and also together with, with, with my boyfriend at that time. So on those trips even, you know, there were quite a few warning signs, jealousy, um, the odd occasion where you would be a little bit aggressive. Um, but I just kind of pushed this, it aside and thought that if he doesn't physically abuse me, there was a time when he kicked me, kicked me from the back, you know, in the combi and there were one or two people in the combi and we had an argument and he just put his foot behind me and he pushed um shoved me forward with his with his foot and I kind of just you know they say love is blind kind of just pushed it aside and went on and um, eventually I started becoming somebody that I wasn't used to that I didn't like that I wasn't happy with in the marriage and um, he started manipulating me controlling me now please remember that I wasn't that type of person but the way that that it that it happens in a relationship and inside the home behind closed doors, remember nobody knows what is going on inside, and um, to the outside world you might be the best, the charmer, the most handsome. We were seen to the outside world as the as a wonderful, handsome, you know, beautiful, good-looking couple. And we were always holding hands and smiling and making jokes. I love making jokes and that picture we presented to the world and I would always lift him up you know esteem him on Facebook and that make him out to be this wonderful person who takes care of us all the time meanwhile um, he could hardly hold down a job um, and I had to be a breed the breadwinner most of the time so most of my passions and my my dreams and my singing wasn't um, supported by him and um, there was hardly any money. The way I wanted to dress, you know, I, I love dressing up. My mom used to be very elegant and dressed very smartly, smiled beautifully. I could hardly afford to dress up the way I wanted to because there was just never, ever enough money. So I had to juggle things quite a lot on my own. And um, the passion, the joy, and that was just starting to, to, to drain and flow out of me. And um, I developed two years ago high blood symptoms. And please believe me that, you know, we wanted to go for divorce quite a couple of times. But to me, being the Christian, um, it just seemed that the time was just never right. So I developed high blood pressure two years ago. I 
after one of the arguments I sat in the bath and my, the whole side of my my body just went numb. One occasion I felt like I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I was near breaking point and I was nearing it more and more and physically, emotionally, I was being worn out. I was being drained and when he started shouting over me, then I would just start to hold my mouth just for the sake of holding the peace. Uh, windows and doors were flung open so the neighbors could hear us arguing. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't familiar with the term narcissist. I thought it was a schizophrenic. But then after the divorce, I became familiar with the term narcissist. And, um, yeah, please m make yourself familiar with the term. And then we'll understand what kind of relationship one is involved in. So eventually after... Yeah, God, God just miraculously intervened and I got out of, of the marriage and the peace um, that my son and I had from the offset was amazing. I was very upset, um, very angry that um, at, at the financial loss that I suffered um, because of the divorce, but um, it was rather the money or my life and I chose my life, you know, because your safety is your best, um, your best option. And um, I would say at this time that I got out, it was my time to get out. A light went on for me and everything pushed me towards getting out. And I want to say that getting out and divorcing is not the first option that you run to and that you choose. And that was never my first option i never ever wanted to get divorced because i wanted a beautiful marriage um, i gave it my all and what i gave was always rejected because i was just never made to feel that anything that i did was ever good enough um and you know it was so bad to the point that i said to him at one time you know if i if I die, I'm going to have to get somebody else to speak at my funeral because you never have anything good to say about me. I mean, wow, married to me for 18 years and it's amazing, eh? And you sound like a broken record because everything is just me, me, me and I'm the problem and I need psychological help and I'm mad and um, you're just uh, um, projecting all that you are onto me. And... Um, they break down your self-worth. So to everybody out there who has friends and family and in these kinds of situations, don't be presumptuous and think that you can just say to them, get out of a toxic environment and an abusive relationship. It's not as easy as that. I didn't want to be in it. I found myself becoming, um, you know, more and more entrapped in that situation. And um, it really cost praise of, of friends and other people looking in to kind of finally push me out. And I had a lot of support and I thank God for that.